Jamie RK podcast. Welcome back. Um, all week I've been putting this off. Sounds really bad. I think this might have been the longest that I've gone without actually posting an episode. But we're back. I'm not going to let uh, my procrastination get the best of me. So here we are. I'm happy to be back. We got a couple changes in the setup, hopefully that gives us a better audio experience. Uh, It's been a weird week, but I'm loving it so far. It's only Tuesday. I'm really looking forward to the weekend, even though I got nothing going on. I just want to lay in bed and literally do nothing. Uh, That sounds like a great way to make use of the free time that I have right now. I'm on like a mini vacation, which is pretty chill. I've actually um, been getting a lot of things done that I've been putting off because of my uh, very limited time. But now that I have all this free time, I'm trying to make the best of it, uh, trying to take care of all the things that I normally would do on the weekend during the week and I think I'm making a uh, good use of it. It feels weird to have a lot of things accomplished and it's only Tuesday. So I'm trying to spread it out, even though I should be um, on the ball and just get everything done in one day. It feels nice to have the option to be able to spread it out but speaking of vacation, I actually go on vacation in a week, which wasn't planned at all, but things just happen to end up this way. So I will be on vacation for two weeks. Uh, don't think I'm going anywhere special. I'm trying to make it home back to La Quinta, the gem of the desert, at least for a couple of days. That's the plan right now. But other than that, I'm most likely just going to be stationed here in Orange County. Uh, Maybe hit Disneyland. You know, nothing out of the ordinary. Just a nice, relaxing vacation at home before we actually go on real vacation later in the year. Shout out to Philly and Orlando. That's where I plan to be in the later part of the year, but we can talk about that later. So I got really emotional today, super teary eyed, and it felt pretty lame, Um, but I was just like overwhelmed with joy. I was watching the 100th episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Fitz and Simmons finally get married which was um to be honest it felt very sudden in the episode like it was like super serious like we gotta shut this like tear in um in the time space continuum uh and then it cuts to like a wedding ceremony it didn't feel like it flowed that well but it was just so cool that it finally happened because you know well, you probably don't know. I don't know even know if um, anybody watches the show besides me. Um, David just had this ongoing uh, mistimed love. And it's cool to see that they finally get married in uh, episode 100. I probably should have warned 
um, if there's a spoiler alert. But honestly, everybody that I talk to or try to talk to about the show and nobody literally has uh, kept up as hardcore as I have. Um, but yeah, so episode 100, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, it was built up to be like this like big deal, which kind of it is, you know, obviously 100 episodes syndication, not too many shows make it that far. And I was actually surprised that it lasted so long. Um, but I feel like it kind of was just like all over the place. It uh, started off like with like tons of action and then somehow ended up at some random wedding. I uh, didn't hate the episode, but I wish uh, 100 would have been a little more special. Like, obviously, uh, I, I keep thinking, okay, I'm talking as if you guys have watched the episode. So if you haven't, um, go watch it or just pretend like you have and just listen to me ramble on about it. But they did have a bunch of cool Iron Man Easter eggs in the episode. But I feel like 100 episodes of this marvel tv show they could have you know sprinkled in like a cool cameo from one of the um, big movie stars or something so i feel like it was like a a little missed opportunity because you know the 100th episode doesn't happen every day and they're ending this season uh or the way they wrote the ending to this season um is as if it was a series finale because it's still up in the air if it's going to get picked up for another season or not. So with that fact, I feel like they should probably um, should have capitalized on that, would have probably brought in way more viewers for the episode. And I'm actually really curious to see how they tie the show into the Infinity War because they've done a really great job on tying... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into all the major uh, movie uh, plots. Plots, is that the right term? I don't think that's the right term. Uh, but, yeah, they always have a great way of tying that show to the MCU. So I'm really curious to see how the Infinity War uh, storyline affects the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. And normally I feel like they do a really great job, so... I'm actually really looking forward to that. And there's no exact episode on which it happens, but based on how many episodes are left versus the release date of Avengers, it should be towards the end of the season, which we're like halfway through it right now, which is also crazy to think about because it feels like season five has been going on forever, but they just got back from like a long break. So I'm guessing that's why... I guess I can keep up with the theme of love. Um, Netflix is actually killing it right now. Actually, they're always killing it. Netflix always comes out with awesome stuff. But this past week, it's been like a real busy one for me and Netflix. Uh, I just been binge watching The Office because that shows amazing. But Netflix just released um, an original movie when we met, which is super cool. I'm about to go into that in a little bit. Um, they released the final season for love, which is a great Netflix original TV show, or it's not even a T do, do I call it a TV show? I think so. No, we'll just call it a, yeah, a TV show. That's fine. Um, and then they also released 
uh, Marvel's Jessica Jones, which is the best Marvel Netflix series to date. I know I might be biased, but just take my word for it. I'm an expert. When you're looking for something to watch and you're curious about this whole Marvel phenomenon, go watch Jessica Jones and just thank me later. And once you're done with Jessica Jones season one and season two, head down to your local comic book book store, pick up Alias issues one through 28, and then pick up Jessica Jones, um, all written by Brian Michael Bendis. You can thank me later. Okay, so let's jump back to the Netflix original movie, When We Met. Um, I honestly didn't even realize it was a Netflix original movie until after I watched it. And honestly, I kind of like looked at it and I was like, this looks kind of cheesy, but that's like right up my alley. A super cheesy rom-com. But uh, I didn't even know time travel was involved. And as soon as I realized that there was time travel, I was immediately hooked. Uh, For some reason, I just had this weird... I don't even know if it's okay to call it weird, but I just had this uh, fascination with time travel. It actually hurts my head when I think about the possibility of time travel because it just opens up so many different like questions and I don't even know where to begin on like how it would work. Where would I go? Honestly, I know where I would go. Give me a time machine. We're traveling back to July 17th, 1955, Anaheim, California, opening day for Disneyland. And that's on the real. I'm not even lying. That's the only place I want to time travel to so I can experience opening day of Disneyland. And I know most of you are probably wondering, oh, Jamie, wouldn't you want to travel back to a certain point in your life to avoid a mistake or a missed opportunity? No, definitely not. We're, We're not moving like that because I love my life the way it is constantly improving obviously i'm not content because that's bad i don't want to be content i'm still grinding i'm not where i want to be you know we're just on the journey to that right now but time travel opening day disneyland we're gonna selfie with walt yeah i'm taking my cell phone because nobody's gonna believe me that i time travel because this is going to be on some public transportation type shit this is going to be like low-key a tinfoil hat, you know, time machine deal. So we're going to sneak my cell phone. We're going to like mess up everything butterfly effect style, but we're going to do it. We're going to go back to opening day and we're going to ride everything. Let's ride something. We're going to meet Walt and we're just going to stick out and most likely get apprehended by the FBI and the government. We're going to meet the Illuminati because they're going to wonder how did this guy from the future get back here? And that's it. I'm going to end up getting murdered and being stuck in 1955 forever. And I won't be able to make it back to present day to report and show off all the crazy pictures I took back in classic Disneyland. But that's where I would go. I love time travel. Shout outs to uh, not it used to be called Welcome to Yesterday. 
it's that uh, time travel movie that MTV did a couple years ago. Um, what the heck is it called? I've seen it like a million times. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to go digging in the archives to find the actual name of the movie. Okay, and we're back. The name of the movie is called Project Almanac. It's a really cool and fun uh, time travel movie. So if you are into time travel and you want to watch a cool one, check it out. It was done by, I'm pretty sure it was done by MTV Studios, Project Almanac. Check that out. Okay, we definitely got way off track, but going all the way back to when we met Netflix original movie, um, it's about this guy. He meets this girl at this Halloween party and he swears that he's in love with her. He goes back to her apartment, but then he gets curved. He ends up being her best friend. Um, and he's just holding out hope that, you know, she'll realize one day that he's the perfect guy for her. And he ends up at her engagement party and he just ends up like crying and just becomes like a mess. And he actually ends up at this bar. Um, I'm actually really bad at breaking down this story right now because I skipped a very important part, but I'm just going to give you. Uh, a quick version and if you're interested you can go watch it but anyways he ends up um, at this bar that he went to the first night he hung out with his uh, lover and he actually worked there see there's all these details that I keep forgetting because I haven't watched the movie in like a week so I'm trying to remember everything but anyways so he, he ends up at this bar and there's this photo booth and that's the actual time traveling machine so he uh gets in the photo booth and you know is like drunk and sad and he wants to take some photo booth pictures to replace the one in his wallet that he has with him and his girl um and her name's adri god i don't know why i can think of it but anyways um he takes photo booth pictures and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, I guess I just got like super drunk last night. I got to uh, text Adri and apologize for being a mess at her party. And he slowly realizes that he time traveled to three years into the past. Uh, he actually time traveled back to the night where he met Adri. And he's like super stoked because he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to use the knowledge that I have on Adri to make her fall in love with me and get uh, her fiance out of the picture forever. And he goes through multiple scenarios on trying to get this girl to fall for him because every time he messes up, he just uh, basically uses the phone booth, not phone booth, photo booth as a reset button to travel back to uh, it was Halloween. It was like Halloween in 2014 is the night they met. So he uses the photo booth to time travel back to that night to try to um, spin things the way that he wants to get the girl. And he hits multiple scenarios. Like he gets uh, like one, he ends up becoming like a gets labeled as a stalker, which is um, pretty funny. Um, but then the one where he actually 
okay <laughs> this is a super spoiler but it's like a lame rom-com so i doubt any of you are gonna watch it but anyways um he finally hits like all the right notes in this uh scenario but he loses his best friend so basically he gets the girl he has the house the dream car the dream job but he realized that he had to screw his best friend um to get everything that he wanted and that was like the final straw he kind of realized that um he's not gonna get everything that he wants he's gonna have to you know make some sacrifices and slowly he realizes that he's not supposed to be with this girl that he's quote unquote in love with like yeah he has this idea of them being like the perfect couple but he finds out that all of their similar interests like she's not even die hard about them like he thought that she was he just created this um image of her in his mind and thought of her as the perfect girl and he realizes that all the things that they had in common she actually picked up from her best friend who's been there the whole time but he just ignored her because he was so focused on Adri and not her best friend. I'm pretty sure her name is Carrie, if I can remember this correctly. Um, so he's like, oh, my God, like I've been chasing the wrong girl the whole time. There's a reason why this hasn't been working, because no matter what I do to get this girl to be the one for me, she's not. So he has like this crazy epiphany and realizes that Adri isn't the one for him and that it's her best friend. So he's like, okay, I got to make things right. I got to uh, hit the reset button one last time, go through it all the right way, deal with being friend zoned by Adri, but that's fine because I can finally get to carry and get the one that I love. And um, I just thought it was real funny because I, I, uh, felt that he was so relatable to me, uh, the main character, because uh, there's so many times in my life where I'll meet like this cool girl and she'll be into like the things that I am into. Obviously I have like, I'm going to do a mental check on like these things, like these key things that I want out of a girl. That's why I'm single right now because I meet all these girls and they don't have what I want. Um, hold on. Uh, and it, like, it's, it's like real simple. I'm not like a complicated guy. Uh, you probably don't know that you see me on the internet. Uh, you listen to this podcast, you read my blogs. You probably think I'm some cool, like uh, complicated guy, but I'm not, I'm super simple. Um, but anyways, um, like I would meet these girls and they'll have like a couple of the things that I'm into that I want out of a girl and I'll just like, you know, hype it up in my mind. Like, Oh my God, I met this girl. She's into X, Y, and Z. Like, this is it. This is definitely the one, you know, because I'm like getting old, um, uh, 17 and I feel like I'm uh, running out of time. Uh, if there is even a time limit on love, but I just uh, like to think and treat girls as if they're the one, 
um, which sounds weird. It, it sounds like I'm out here just, you know, uh, grabbing girls left and right and treating them like they're the most perfect thing ever. I'm not. It's the ones that make it past Olive Garden that I treat very special. I'm just a real nice guy, but whatever. Um, but it, I'm like totally just like going on these like tons of different tangents. Okay, but so I'll meet a new girl and she'll, you know, have some qualities that I'm super interested in, like the things that I love. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like she's into comic books, but that scares me so much <laughs> because uh, I'm okay. I'm like super into comic books. Like I actually read comic books. Yeah, I'm behind whatever. Sorry, Enrique, still love you. Garrett, I love you. Um, I'm actually into the culture. I don't just go to the theater and watch movies and then label myself as a comic book nerd that grinds my gears more than anything. I'm actually out here hitting the conventions, meeting the actual writers. Uh, I have a comic book club. Shout out Felix and Jeff holding it down, Illuminati Comic Book Club. Uh, If you guys want to join, hit the email and we'll uh, give you an interview. But I'm out here. We're doing things for the culture. Um, but like, I'll meet a girl. She'll be into comic books. I'm like, that's super cool. Uh, that always scares me because I don't want her to be a Deadpool fan or a fake fan. Because I, I don't want to expose anybody. Um, I remember I used to have like the biggest crush on this girl. Like the biggest crush. And I thought it was like super cool that she was in the comic books because I have never, you know, hung out with a girl that liked comic books. And it was probably the most heartbreaking experience of my life because, yeah, like on the outside to everybody on social media, she was like this big like comic book nerd. But when I hung out with her, she didn't even know like the basics of anything like um, her deal was uh, her favorite comic book was captain america but she didn't even know anything about the books she only knew like his real name and the movies that she watched and okay like i i get like not everybody's gonna be as hardcore about it as i am but if you're gonna put it out there uh like on the internet um like all over your social media like your diehard captain america fan like be about it don't don't fake it because you don't have to fake it for people to like you. People should like you for who you are, not for what you want them to think you are. So it was just real sad. It actually uh, bummed me out. It actually turned me off too, because I don't like, I didn't want to expose her and call her out and be like, yo fam, I know you're a, a fake comic book reader. Um, so I just had to do the shop phase out and uh, go my separate way from her uh rest in peace um but wow i'm like so lost i'm not even okay going back to when we met so he was uh doing all these things to try to get avery to fall for him when he shouldn't have had to do any of that she should have just fallen for him for himself if that makes sense like he shouldn't have had to go and pretend to be into all this extra stuff to get her to like him she should have just been into him from the beginning without him having to go the extra mile and 
I don't think he understood that. Like he had this idea of them being perfect just because they hit on a couple different common interests. And I've definitely done that before. Um, like most recently I met this girl and she was really into this band, the dangerous summer. And I've known about the band, never really been into them, but I was like, okay, I'm like really into this girl. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to rack up all this dangerous summer knowledge and pretend like I've known this whole time just to like impress her. And like, for me, honestly, that is me being, um, deceitful because my plan was, and this sounds really bad. Um, I, I listened, I remember I spent a whole day listening to their entire discography, discography. I didn't say that right. Um, and I was just like studying the albums, track lists, where they're from, like legit, like learning everything about this band. So that was like step one. And step two, I was going to hit up uh, GM, shout out to GM uh, from the group chat, shout out Mirage. I'm actually wearing a Mirage t-shirt right now. And if you don't believe me, go check my Instagram story. I'm wearing a Mirage t-shirt when I'm playing Bloodborne. So shout out to George. Um, But yeah, so step two was I was going to sit down with George and just talk about the Danger Summer and get comfortable with uh, talking about the band so I could uh, feel... Uh, like I actually knew what I was talking about. So next time I hung out with this girl, I could uh, just casually drop it in there that I know everything about her favorite band, which sounds really crazy and definitely is crazy. I'm slightly crazy. I like to think that um, love is real and I just want to fall in love eventually. But anyways, um. Yeah, so I, I, I do crazy things like that, and I uh, see myself in so many of these damn characters in these rom-coms, even these like shows on TV, uh, The Mindy Project, uh, New Girl, The Office. I'm just, uh, I'm actually crazy. <laughs> I'm going to go study a band to impress some random girl that I have a huge crush on, Um and I don't think that's uh, chill. Like, I, I, I think it would be better if I, um, like, legit, like, grew to like the band and, like, uh, put in time instead of doing, like, a cram session and then fronting, like, I've been to this band forever. Like, it's no big deal. Um, so I've done crazy stuff like that. I'm trying to think of another crazy thing that, that I've done. Um, oh, okay. Totally... Uh, uh, use social media. Obviously, this is like early in the day. Um, I was on the Twitter app, and this sounds a little bad. I, I don't think I've ever even told anybody this before. Um, this is like back in the day. I was on the Twitter app. I was like searching like geotags. I was like new to Orange County, and I had no friends. I didn't really know where to go to meet people. So I figured I'm, I'm going to use social media to my advantage. And I'm going to, you know, try to meet some uh, pretty uh, women. And I met this girl. I can't remember her name. It was so long ago, but it was on uh, Twitter. I'll never forget. <laughs> I, I looked up the 
the geo tag for the house of blues and honestly i couldn't even tell you who played that night but um i just saw people tweeting about the show blah 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 like great set had a fun time and i'll never forget i saw like this really cute girl so i just like at replied her i was like hey like uh i think i saw you at the show tonight um like did you have fun just like something super cheesy but I was never at the show. I was in my apartment in Anaheim being a sad loser because I had no friends and I didn't know where to meet people. I was new to the area. My roommate was always working and all the people who wanted to be friends before I moved out here were nowhere to be found. So I had to take matters into my own hands. And uh, this girl, crazy, just replied back to me and was like, yeah, like, oh, my God, I I think I saw you. There's no way she could have seen me because I wasn't there. So we end up, um, you know, meeting up, hanging out, having a good time. Uh, But it's just crazy things like that. Like, I shouldn't have to. Um, put myself out there like that and that's why recently I've just kind of like gone like neutral in that world because I I used to be like really active going out and trying to find like cute girls to hang out with all the time but it just got boring it like got to the point where like oh let's go find a cute girl let's just take her out to dinner that sounds fun and then uh, over the years, you know, your your skill level uh, raises. So you gain more experience. Things become easier. And over the last year, um, it grew into just, um, oh, l- let's go find a random pretty girl and let's take her out. Um, let's hang out uh, and then we can engage in meaningless sex because before that was never an option because I used to be like super emo and um, I I still kind of feel this way, but uh, my morals have been a little more loose. Um, But I never just wanted to engage in sex because I feel like once you do that with somebody um, you become attached on like another level so it wasn't just you know texting and kissing and cuddling you actually um have this uh special moment but really it's not so special because it's just meaningless um so i kind of just let that um go this past year and you know i've had more meaningless sex than I would like to be proud of. Um, and yeah, like it's like with pretty girls um, and it feels good for the time that it happens. But then like on the drive home, I'll just put on Drake or uh, Moose Blood and just want to just cry because it's nothing. You know, I'm driving home wishing uh, somebody cared about me but that's not the situation. You know, I just um, put in work and it's not even that hard of a work if you um, are as uh, skilled as I am. That sounds cocky, whatever. Um, I'm not proud of it, but 
Um, yeah, so I'm just driving home, crying, not really crying, crying on the inside. Um, and it's just, I, I got tired of it. I just uh, would rather not do that anymore. I'd rather just, uh, you know, do something more productive, put out content for you guys. Uh, like I'm in the studio right now when I got girls, um, you know, blowing up my phone, wanting to hang out. It's like, I'm not about that anymore. Um, I'm just trying to stay low key, trying to, uh, get to where I want to be. So I'm using my time more wisely. Uh, so I've just kind of watched when we met and it sounds dumb, but I'm just like, wow, I was that guy. Like if I, if I had a time machine, um, before this year, I would definitely do what he did in that movie. I would try so hard to get, uh, the girl that I swear that I was supposed to be with to fall in love with me when it shouldn't be like that. Like you fall in love. It should just be like a natural thing. I shouldn't be scheming to get these people to like me because legit I'm super awesome. Uh, check the Instagram, read my blog. You'll find out. Um, I, I shouldn't be scheming to get these girls to like me. Um, they should just, I should just accept, um, that, the girls that I have these little crushes on, they aren't all going to like me the way that I want them to. And that's fine. It's uh, hard to accept, but that's just the reality. Um, and I hope that at some point in my life, I will meet uh, somebody who's actually going to care for me without having to trick them into liking me. So yeah, um, went a little personal there, but, uh, that's just a little insight uh, to how I felt after I watched that movie. But let's uh, switch gears. Not too crazy, but I want to talk about uh, love. We're still on this topic of love. Is it real? Is it not? Um, who knows? But Netflix just released the final season of Love. If you haven't watched it, um, I highly recommend it. I wrote um, a pretty interesting blog about it a couple years ago when season one aired. I finished season one, wrote a blog about it. Um, I didn't do anything for season two because I think I was uh, kind of low key at that moment. Wasn't really doing anything too social. But here we are. End of season three. I absolutely enjoyed season three. I think season three might be the best season out of all three. So please do me a favor, go and watch love like this show. Like, like it, it's like on the same level as the office where it makes me cringe at certain scenes where I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Like I'm like in my bed or in my chair, just freaking out at what I'm watching on screen. And it's just like super crazy. But basically it's about, uh, these two people, like the main characters, Gus and Mickey and then the show from season one to season three, uh, you basically get to experience, their crazy relationship and honestly i feel like it's a it's like a really good uh portrayal of like a real relationship there's like crazy intense fights 
uh, real cool moments together and like real shitty situations. And it actually shows that um, even though a relationship can seem really bad, um, if you really want it to work and um, I'm trying to figure out how to put this out. If you want it to work and you put in the work, there's a chance that uh, if you fight through the bad stuff, it will end up being the relationship that you will be in for the rest of your life. Hashtag spoiler alert. Gus and Mickey get married in the end. Okay, now you know how it ends. Go watch it. Find out how they get from season one to the end of season three where they get married. And I'm so happy that they got married in the end. I'm not even kidding. The way season two ends... I was so disappointed. Just the events that happened, like it broke my heart the way season two ended. So going into season three, I was like, there's no way that this is going to end well because these two are just so destructive. There's no way that I'm going to get to the end of season three and just be happy and overwhelmed with joy that I get to see Gus and Mickey right off into the sunset together. With every episode, I was like waiting for it. I was like, okay, this is going to be the episode where I get my heart broken. This is where Mickey and like, yeah, it, it's um, it, it's crazy that they pin it on Mickey. Like she has to be the the bad guy um, in or like she has to be the bad guy towards the end of the series uh, because in, in the very beginning, they kind of paint hers the unstable one in the relationship and Gus is like the happy-go-lucky good guy quote-unquote so I was expecting her just to fuck it up just because she was so crazy but they actually did a really good job with the writing and they didn't make her evil you know she does her shit she's a normal girl and the way the show ends is so great I can't believe it ended that way. If I'm being honest, like I would have never imagined it ending that way. And I also wish that the show would have went on like a little longer. Like they could have went like four seasons, like give me another season of like uh, turmoil, a little bit of uh, love and happiness and then just end it the way they did in season three. I think it would have been cooler, but I'm not complaining too much about the way season three ended. It was fun. It was a great season. Um, shout outs to Palm Springs. <laughs> I love that uh, they mentioned it in the series. I always get stoked whenever um, my hometown gets mentioned in anything. So shout outs to that. I was really stoked on it. Shout out to the homie Ben and Tom. I don't know I'm talking really slow when I say that, but I just had a really nice time at Disneyland this week. Um, was it this week? No, it was last week. I'm so mixed up with my time. Um, so shout outs to Ben and Tom. We went to Disneyland on a Monday. Uh, the days are off like really hectic, like super hectic. Like I parked in Mickey and Friends, which I've been doing a lot more lately just because I've been hitting the park after I get off work and my new work situation i'm on that side of town instead of the other side that i used to come from so uh, i've been hitting making friends 
I just said that, but that day that I met up with Ben and Tom, I, I parked in Mickey and Friends, and no joke, when I got off the um, the escalator, there was just like a sea of people, and I had no idea why there was so many people or how it could have got so backed up like that. So I was trying to find out where the line started, and everybody was just as confused as I was. But eventually, they got some cast members out there to sort out the mess. And I'm not even kidding, no joke, I stepped off the escalator. It took me about 40 minutes to get onto the tram. And that kind of killed me. Because like Ben was texting me. He was like, hey, where are you? Because I preemptively texted him and told him that I was getting on the tram. Because I didn't think it was going to take that long. But surprisingly, it took forever. So finally got on the tram. I met them in uh, DCA, which was actually really cool. I thought it was really nice of them to wait for me to get to the park because um, I guess I should have started with this. Uh, Tom is from Syracuse. He's like a big uh, Walt Disney World head and he's there all the time. But this was his first time to Disneyland so he said that he would wait for me to get to the park um, to go to Disneyland. So they were hitting up California Adventure before I got there um, just so they could wait for me, which I thought was really nice. I was really um, stoked about that. So we hit up DCA. Uh, there wasn't much to do there just because there's um, obviously still all that construction going on for the Pixar Pier so we knocked that out pretty quick, but then we uh, headed over to Disneyland, which was cool because I honestly love uh, being with people and getting to um, experience their first time in Disneyland because it's like so special to me. Um, I love uh, just getting to witness people experience the magic for the first time. And I was actually blown away because I, you know, I'm like obsessed with Disneyland. I'm there like multiple times a week. I've kind of gained this reputation of, uh, the, of that guy who's always at Disneyland. Um, so I don't expect people to be like super into it as um, I am because I'm not even kidding. Like over the years, if you look at like all my old pictures of uh, me and uh, friends at Disneyland, the people that I go with today aren't the people that I was going with back in the day because uh, for one reason or another, people just stop going. But I'm just one of the um, ones that have constantly been going uh, since before I moved out here. But going with Tom, it was really cool to see that he's actually um, into the culture. He's not just wanting to go to Disneyland because it's a touristy thing or it's a cool thing to like. He's actually legit into the culture, like knowing, uh, some historical facts about the park that I didn't even know about. So it's always cool. Um, hanging out with somebody at the park, uh, sharing knowledge. And it was, um, really cool because, um, he was really excited to be there because it was his first time. And he finally got to, see like all these like original attractions so i was actually uh pretty stoked that he was um super down and really into disney and not just doing it because he was in town but overall it was like a really good day we 
like I got, we got there like really early. They got there around nine. I met up with them like around 10 and we stayed until about 10 PM. So we we're there for like a good, like 12 hours. We hit all the major rides that were open. The only one that was closed that we wanted to get on uh, was splash mountain, which I'm still curious about. I wonder if they're going to put in, uh, new logs because in that, uh, picture they released, um, it shows the side-by-side seats, just like the ones they have at, uh, magic kingdom. So I'm still curious about that. I can't wait till it opens, but yeah, it was uh, super cool, uh, hanging out with Tom and Ben. It's always nice seeing Ben. I wish we could see each other more often, but, uh, with our schedules, we try to make it work. Uh, shout out to Ben though. We got to hang out. We got to meet up halfway somewhere and figure out something cool to do. Uh, Tom, hope you had a good time. I can't wait to hang with you in Florida when I fly out, uh, in the fall and hope you had a good time in Puerto Rico. Hope everybody down there treated you guys nice. So I've been stuck on Seaway forever. I don't know why I can't escape that band. Uh, I'm actually really bummed that I didn't get to see them at self-help. Uh, but Andy took a video and I think that will do for now, but I can't wait wait for them to come back around. But recently I've been trying to get away from Seaway and not get left behind with all these cool new albums coming out. So I just want to give a a little uh, time on the podcast to let you guys know what I've been listening to this week. So you guys can uh, fill me in on if I'm missing something cool that I should be listening to, or we can uh, discuss on things that I've been listening to. So this past week, um, I started listening to Marshmallow. Okay, wow, whatever. Uh, relax. I'm super late, and I know that I'm super, super late. And the only reason why I got into Marshmallow was because of the podcast Short Story Long. And they put me on to Marshmallow. So now I'm a Marshmallow fan. And don't make fun of me because I know I'm super late. But Marshmallow is legit. I'm super into all his tracks. And it kind of blew my mind because I've never listened to him before. But his song Alone, which is super popular, is the um, audio to Rice Gum's vlogs. So my mind is blown because I've been hearing this uh, these instrumentals, I said that's wrong, these instrumentals, uh, for so long. And I just thought, you know, they're just random rice gum, just had somebody make it for him. But in fact, it was actually, uh, marshmallow, his song alone. So it was kind of cool that I figured that out. And I've also been listening to the new twitching tongues album. I don't get why people still hate on this band, but uh, that doesn't affect me at all because I know that this band is amazing. So their new album, Gaining Purpose Through Passionate Hatred, is really good. I was super stoked that um, Apple Music actually gave me a notification that uh, the album was out and that I could go listen to it. So I was super stoked on that. 
Logic, he just put out his Bobby Tarantino 2 mixtape. And uh, the intro was cool for the first time I listened to it, but it's like super long. It's like two minutes, uh, but it's a Rick and Morty intro, which is super awesome because I love Rick and Morty. Um, but I probably will always skip over the intro because I've heard it um, once and that's more than enough for me. But Logic definitely goes off on Bobby Tarantino. And my favorite track off the record is um, track 11, What's Up, featuring Big Sean. That's the homie right there. So uh, check that out. Also, um, Moose Blood, their new record. I don't think I can do this anymore. Um, I've liked what I've heard so far. I haven't had a chance to dive into it too deep, but um, definitely am into what I've heard so far. That band is uh, super solid, in my opinion. I haven't um, had an issue with anything they've put out so far, so I'm looking forward to listening to that record more and getting more into it. Um, And the next two records that I'm going to talk about I'm kind of stepping outside of uh, my comfort zone and checking out new music so uh, I've been listening to uh, Jeremiah his uh, Chocolate Box EP which is like some pretty good um, R&B I just kind of took a chance I remember he did a track with 50 Cent like back in the day and I saw him on the new music page so I figured I'd give his new EP a listen and definitely not mad at it. Uh, so you should definitely check that out. And uh, the other night, uh, the observatory, they were uh, they always post pictures of whatever artist is performing that night. But they posted a picture of this uh, this girl. Uh, she was like bent over, like whatever uh, caught my attention. So I figured I'd go um, check it out, see what she's about. Uh, her name is uh, Billy. Illish. I don't know if I'm uh, pronouncing that properly, but I uh, looked into uh, her music. I've been listening to her album, Don't Smile At Me, and I'm actually pretty into it. Uh, just kind of reminds me of just some like alternative uh, pop. I don't know if that's like the proper um, way to, to describe her music, but uh, I would put her along like the same vein as like Halsey, but not as poppy because Halsey's gone pretty pop recently. But this new Billy Illish girl, she's uh, pretty cool. I definitely am into this record. Uh, she has like a lot of remixes out, and I still haven't checked any of that stuff out, but I will. And uh, I'm actually pretty bummed that I didn't get to see her at the observatory. Obviously, I've never heard of her before they posted her, but uh, definitely next time she comes around, I'm, I gotta. Uh, make time to go see her live because all the videos that I've looked up and all the photos that I've seen, she actually looks pretty and entertaining. Over the weekend, I hung out with Andy and we just talked about music. And surprisingly, he actually got me listening to Title Fight again, which I don't think I've ever really like stopped listening to them. They just haven't put out anything new recently. Uh, so it's just been a while since I've uh, listen to their discography but i love that band so much and uh we were talking about how when they play live like their transitions um into songs uh are just so perfect and it's like they 
like wrote these songs uh, just to transition into each other, um, which was crazy. And we were like watching videos. And that night when I got home, I was looking up uh, videos from their most recent set. And I honestly just made a playlist of their set list. And I've been listening to it at work and it's just so perfect. Like, I love that band so much. I definitely hope I get to see them this year. I don't know if they'll make it out west, but it would be a great time to see them this year just because it's been so long since I've seen them last. Uh, but there's this other uh, rapper that Andy put me onto. His name is Killy, and he's from Toronto, I think. I hope so. He's somewhere from Canada, but um, Andy... Uh, put me on him he mentioned that he listened to Killy's no jumper interview which i was surprised about because andy doesn't support adam 22 but i do uh i love what he's doing for the culture but anyways andy put me on Killy, um and if you've never heard of Killy, go listen to his no jumper interview go watch his kilimanjaro music video just support that guy because he's going to get huge uh, pretty soon and I'm stoked on it. Uh, also shout out to juice world. That's uh, one guy that I've uh, been keeping my eye on. I first heard him obviously through uh, Adam 22. I just watched uh, the video that uh, Colt Bennett uh, did for juice world, which is uh, pretty sick. It was for the song. Uh, All girls are the same. And, I'm pretty stoked on that song. I wish uh, th- it was on uh, Apple Music uh, so I could just listen to it on repeat. But for some weird reason, it's not. So I just have to open up YouTube and watch it there. But you should definitely support that. Tomorrow, finally, I will be uploading the Kyle Cool interview. Um, it's the newest interview in my a long line of interviews that I have going. I'm actually really excited to post this one. I've had my eye on Kyle for a while just because I'm a huge fan of Cool Side. So I'm actually pretty stoked to put this one out for you guys tomorrow. So keep your eyes open for that. Should be posted sometime in the afternoon. And normally I don't announce who I'm interviewing uh, before I post it. Normally I just drop it and Uh, let you guys spread it around but I'm posting the Kyle Cooler interview and then after that I'll be interviewing uh, Nick from Wise which I'm actually pretty stoked about I love Wise so much I think like for Southern California they're doing like really good things I'm proud to say that they're from Southern California obviously they're like San Diego based but uh, it's close enough any Southern California hardcore band, I I will shout out and get extra proud uh, that they're from SoCal. So keep your eyes open for that interview from Nick of Wise. Should be coming to you real soon. Honestly, I think it would be a true crime if I didn't mention MMA once in this podcast. I'm not going to go too deep into it. But I just want to put some steam behind the Ben Askren versus GSP train. Um, Ben uh, honestly might be the greatest fighter 
of the current era to not fight in the UFC. So I would love to see him compete in the UFC against GSP. That's like a crazy dream matchup. And I just want to contribute to this fight happening. So uh, let's keep banging that drum. Let's get Ben in the UFC. Let's uh, hope GSP gets healthy soon so they can make that matchup. Uh, at welterweight, Ben Askren versus GSP to see who the greatest welterweight of all time is. And I know that there's other welterweights out there like the current champion, Tyron Woodley, who I back. I think he's a great champion and one of the best. Actually, I think currently on the roster right now, I think uh, Tyron beats any of the welterweights. Uh, I don't see anybody in the top 10 that could beat him. Uh, But before I actually put my foot down on that, let's pull up the top 10 uh, UFC welterweights and see who's on that list because I haven't looked at the um, rankings in a while. Okay, let's see. Um, Going to the fighter rankings. Where's welterweight? Okay, so welterweight. So Tyron's the champ. Number one, they have Steven Thompson. Number two, Rafael Dos Anjos. Number three, Colby Covington. Number four, Robbie Lawler. Number five, Damian Maya. Number six, Jorge Masvidal. Number seven, Darren Till. Number eight, Kamaru Usman. Number nine, Neil Magny. And number 10, Santiago Ponzinibbio. And if I'm looking at that list, honestly, uh, Santiago shouldn't be number 10 because he is a cheater. He eye-poked Gunnar Nelson, so I think he's invalid. Uh, Neil Magny, uh, the gazelle, he's uh, great, but against Tyron, I don't think he would stand a chance. Um, Coming in at 8 and 7, I honestly think these are the uh, probably like some of the toughest fights in the top 10 for Tyron. Uh, you got number eight, Kamara Usman undefeated. Uh, he's like really good at wrestling and uh, I can see, hold on, sorry. I'm like trying to look at his, uh, his, his fight record. He's 11, one and zero. Let me look up his, uh, Record. So I'm pretty sure he's undefeated. Uh, oh, he's not. Who did he lose to? He's 12 and 1. He got subbed. Who, who subbed him? Okay. So he's undefeated in the UFC. But. Uh, he got submitted back in May 24th, 2013. He got uh, rear naked choked by Jose Caceres, whoever that is. Uh, no disrespect, but so he is 12 and 1. Uh, he's not undefeated, excuse me. But going up to number seven, uh, Darren Till. Uh, He's like super hyped up right now. Can't find a fight. Um, he looked amazing when he defeated Donald Cerrone in his last fight, which sounds so long ago. 
Um, so I think that would be a, a really good matchup because he's like all around good, but I think uh, Tyron would uh, defeat him with his wrestling. Um, Tyron, I think he walks through Jorge Masvidal. We saw him beat uh, Damian Maya. We watched him knock out Robbie Lawler. Uh, I don't understand how Colby Covington's ranked number three. He's just a trash talker. I don't think he deserves that spot. So uh, I think if he somehow manages to get to uh, Tyron, he gets whooped. Um, but then we look at Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, that's going to be a really good fight. I honestly have Tyron winning that fight, but I think that would be a spectacular fight, like a really good back and forth. Uh, Dos Anjos looks really good at welterweight. Wish he would have been fighting there earlier, but yeah. So there it is. MMA talk. Uh, GSP, Ben Askren, let's make it happen. Uh, Askren's predicting it in 2019 i would love to see it in 2018 uh but who knows hopefully the ufc will step up and give us fans what we want and not what they think we want all right there we have it it's been about an hour i think it's uh the right time to end the episode here i want to thank you guys for listening i know it's been two weeks but we're back and I'm glad you guys made it this far. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. I'm trying not to sneeze. Um, please like and, uh, like and subscribe. Tell all your friends. Uh, jmarykay.com slash shop. Go buy some merch. And thank you again for listening. We'll definitely be back with another episode this week. It's been fun. JMRK Podcast, always on top. Yo, Paige, wake up! I'm coming to get you right now. We're getting Taco Bell. I'm so lit. Get up!